What's up, Catching Up With Cub listeners? We are on a mission to make this podcast Australia's number one entrepreneurial podcast. And if you enjoy listening, you can help us do so by rating us five stars and leaving us a review. Your reviews will help other listeners find our show and it lets me know what you want to hear more of. I'm so incredibly grateful for your support. Now let's get to the show. Hello, legends. Welcome to today's show. Catching up with Cub, as always, is brought to you by Cub, the Club United Business, Australia's number one members club connecting our country's top entrepreneurs and business leaders. And today I catch up with my good friend, Gavin Rubenstein, the founder and CEO of the Rubenstein Group. Gavin is also the star of hit Amazon TV series, Lux Listings. Me and Gavin had a great conversation talking about his journey uh, through his career, starting from humble beginnings to becoming one of the most successful people in real estate. Gavin gave great insight into his knowledge in things like vision, branding, team culture, mindset, customer service, and, and, and much more. And he shared his vision of becoming Australia's number one brand for luxury real estate. He's a truly inspiring guy. Enjoy the show. What's up, G? I like that clap. You've been, you've been, you practiced that, right? Well, actually, this is our 101st episode, so she's done 101 oh, claps to start each episode. We've got 100 because that's a lucky number. You know who's 100? Jane Lou. She's one of our family members. She owns Shopo, you know, the big online fashion retailer. Oh, wow. All the, yeah, all the girls in going out and clubbing and things, they all wear her, her dresses. And she's, she's one of your founding members? Yeah, yeah, she's one of the first people. She really kind of gave me or helped me start yeah, because right. back when Cub started, well, I mean – a network with no people is it's a pretty <laughs> shitty network. You've got to start somewhere though. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, well, I started, I mean, she jumped on board. We had one of the founders of finder.com jumped on board. We had a guy named Ned Moorfield. Is that Fred? Is that Fred? No, it, 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 Fred's business partner, Jeremy Cabral. Okay. Uh, Fred, Fred's, Fred's a friend. I know you know Fred's Fred a vibe. Too. Yeah, he, he's on. He's, <laughs> he's on. A he's a proper vibe. He's on season two. His yeah. his uh, his piece in that is unbelievable. Yeah, he, so it, was it at his house? Yeah, yeah, it was at his house. Yeah, yeah that's a beautiful. House. So we so he he let us use his house to, to launch our app to do the app launch. Yeah, it's a sick house. Seventeen million for that. I thought it was a steal. Yeah, I did too. It's crazy. insane. It's crazy the value you get in that part of. The, I mean, it'd be worth substantially more now. Markets mm. move, but like. What you get there with the waves crashing up and the expanse of the panorama is just oh, it's unbelievable. When when the members walked in that place for for the app launch, when I walked in the place, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. It was mad. I saw some of your content on that. It was good. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that too. But Dan, you just got back from overseas. Yeah, just had a nice little trip. Finally, two years, um, two of the biggest years, two of. Yeah, of, of my entire professional life and personal life um, without having to have a break. So I was, you know, December, I was a shell of a human. I was I was saying like, it was just, it was tough, you know, not being able to travel. So um, over Christmas, New Year, went to Los Angeles, spent a lot of time there, went to Las Vegas, um, went to Mexico with mutual friend, Shani Taz, and he runs operations for my business. Taz runs Costi Cohen, he's been on the the podcast before one of my best friends uh we had a ball man and it was it was so so necessary because my entire you know professional career i conditioned my practice to cyclical spurts like i would work 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 for say 12 weeks 14 weeks and then take a week to 10 days off over the holidays so like an easter 
you know, then I'd work again and then July would come, Europe. Work again, September, October, long weekend. And 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 it would really manage my energy and my threshold and my patience and the and the fight. Because you've got to have fight in this game. I think you've got to have fight in anything you do, you know, particularly in this world. But um I was I had nothing left in December and I was almost um, you know, bad to represent clients at that point. Not that anything was happening being Christmas, but um I needed to unplug. I, know, I get what you mean. Because the, the one thing, I'm, I mean, I'm in relatively the same boat, although I haven't had my holiday yet, so I'm still a shell. <laughs> I, saw, I saw you at Qualia. Yeah, that's I not it. Qualia is not. Uh, Qualia is I saw beautiful. your feet on the sand with the view in the background. Yeah, Qualia is beautiful, but like it's not a vibe. You get there and no one speaks and there's no music. It's and not the same. I'm walking in there trying to make friends. Like I was yeah. high-fiving people and, you know, just trying to start like some conversations because no one speaks. It, it's like a. It, it's kind of like a rehab where no one, I don't know. I wasn't the biggest fan. I would have preferred fucking Las Vegas. No, no, of course. Look, I always say you got to, me personally, I got to get overseas to switch off. Like put me in a different time zone because if not, if I'm available, I'm going to work. But I'll tell you why it's so, why I think it's so, it's so important. Whenever I travel, it's, it almost re-ambitions me. Completely. You know, it's yeah, because yeah. you see all these nice things and you, the, the yeah. world's just such a big place and Australia seems uh, quite small when you leave it. And then you see all these nice things and these people that have this stuff and you're like, oh, my God, I want that. And then, you know, you, you start thinking, oh, my God, okay, I need that. How do I get that? And then you come back to Australia and you work really hard. And because everything's different there from the, um, you know, the restaurants, the partying, yeah. the, the, but the hotels, yeah. the, just everything is on another level. Yeah. So when I come back home, I'm like, oh, well. I haven't got all that to do anyway. I may as well just work really hard so that I can get back to that. <laughs> get did, back did, to that. This has been my blueprint for so many years yeah. and, and wasn't able to do that. You get re-inspired, you get reinvigorated. I'm always learning. Like, you know, I go to some of these hotels to really judge how the service is, you know, how these guys going to serve me, you know, some of the best service in the world. Like, for example, the Beverly Hills Hotel and I experience certain things that I want to then implement into my own practice that I tell my team about. Um, you know, I'm a big basketball fan. I went up, saw a couple of games, watched these guys up close and personal. And oh, yeah, I, I saw you sitting on the court. Yeah, and I and I enjoyed the the competitive side of it, but I'm watching like what can I pick up from these people, you know, that I can better myself from. So it's all that all I found I find has been really uh, helpful. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely take inspiration and learn. From from everything really, but travel is just a whole new smorgasbord of things. But and uh, how's the show going? So are you still filming? Um, yeah, yeah. So we shot uh, for six Lux months listings. of the whole course of last year. So um, yeah, I really needed a break. We were going through thirty plus hours a week filming. It was record high listings, record high sales, big growth for the business, big recruitment, a lot of stuff happening with um, some brand alignment, new new arms of the business forming. Um, new office being built, so the fit out there. I mean, you know what's involved in that. So, um, but the show's going fantastic. We shot twelve new episodes, and uh, season two is coming out in about eight weeks. Oh, it comes out in eight weeks. Yeah, I think check. I think six weeks, now, end of March or mid March or something. Oh, amazing! So, and, and what's um, that experience? Be? I mean, how's fame? <laughs> I've known you for a long time before it. I'm not. But you're already you're already pretty pretty well known. I just imagine this blew blew it up a bit more. You know, it's um, it's definitely not fame, but it's it's another level in terms of profile, and it it has really positively affected the business. And you know, that's the reason I did it. Like some people watch season one, they were like, "Why weren't you more personal on it? Why didn't you delve into this? Why didn't you delve into that?" And I'm like, "Listen, man, my motivation to do this was for one thing: 
build bigger business. Like I'm on a, a build phase here. And in my business, some people are like, you know, I couldn't be on TV and I couldn't do that. For me, it's like in my game, the more people that know your name, the more opportunities are going to come your way. So I didn't do it ignorantly thinking everyone would love it. You know, my brother and I, he's my confidant. He's, he's everything in my personal and business world. And he's like, before I did it, do you think this will negatively affect business? Like, will you lose business from this? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, probably. I'm like, but I'm going to gain so much more. Yeah. And that's exactly what what's happened. Like you look at revenue, you look at actually tracking back leads of houses I've sold, where they come from, asking the questions. And so much has come from it. At the same time, there's been some people who have been like, I met a, a woman at an open house the other week. She's like, absolutely love everything you do. She's like, but you know, when you went on the Amazon TV show, that was just a bit, the bright lights were a bit too bright for me, you know? And it was nothing that you did personally, but I didn't, I just don't agree with those sorts of shows. And I'm like, you know what, respect for being honest and upfront, appreciate you. You know what I mean? So um, overall, it's been fantastic. And uh, I think season two will just build it even further. Yeah. And f- so for you really getting on the show was, was it was a business decision. 100%. More awareness towards my business, more awareness towards my brand, the, uh, the TRG, the Rubenstein Group. Yeah, yeah. And okay, I might cop a bit of slack, but I'm going to get a lot more on the up than I am on the down. And so Life is and, balanced, man. Life is balanced. Positives, yeah. negatives. Big recruitment piece for me too. Um, you know, it's given me the ability to have that that extra layer to be able to pull a couple of key people across. Um, Rose Bay, the new office being built, will be ready kind of May. It's got 50 seats in it. I'm retaining the Willara office. It's got 25 seats in it. Um, and and look, the real estate industry is not known for having the most high caliber people. So, and we want to build with high caliber people. So it's really, it's a process whenever I want to get someone across from being comfortable in a space of what they're doing to say, come over to TRG, but let me show you how much more value I can add to you if we're in unison. So Yeah, I, I don't know if I agree, if I can completely agree about the real estate in- industry um, the reputation of the people because at the moment at Cub, we, we actually, uh, obviously we're recruiting and um, we sat down and we're like, who are, because there's no other Cubs or companies like Cubs. So we, it's not like real estate where we can just yeah. take someone from another agency. That's really good. You know, there's no other <laughs> types of members clubs and, and leadership communities that are like us. And so we were like, what other industries, what industries are there that, that, that would fit Cub? And we, we thought that real estate, real estate agents were the ideal fit for Cub because it's all people facing. Prospecting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of um, real estate agents work hard. They do a lot of calls. Uh, they understand people. They, it's, they it's present well. You say that real estate agents work hard. They definitely do. Generally speaking, they don't. You know what I mean? In order to play at the top, you have to work hard. The people you interact with and have brushed shoulders with are the top. So in your mind, they work hard, but generally speaking, and I've studied the industry since I was 19 years old, as well, 15, 16 years, they don't work hard. And they like the idea of the nice car and the, 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 the suits and, you know, what it may look like, but they're not willing to, to eat shit for five, six, seven years consistently in order to get it. And that's a general rule of thumb. Well, you, you make a very good point. But, but, I mean, that could be consistent across anything Correct. in that, hey, if you want to be great at anything – 
it's going to be hard. Sure. It's not going to be easy. Sure. But, but anyway, so we were looking for real estate. Uh, we were saying, God, we, we should definitely find an entrepreneurial style uh, real estate agent who perhaps wants to leave the industry yeah, right. to come up. So if you think of anyone, <laughs> let, let me I know. I think of anyone good, I want to. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't work <laughs> no, out I for wants anyone, to leave the industry. I'll send them your way, 100%. Awesome. And hey, let's get back. Let's get into, so obviously the show's come. It's, 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 it's really blown up everything. But I, I want to talk more about you. Your upbringing, yep. how you started, yep. because I mean, it's not all. Um, it, it didn't start with all the the Rolls Royces, TV yeah, shows, and, yeah. and uh, awesome shit. Yeah, and um, it, it was uh, it was a very different start. So I wanted just to get into your upbringing here, how you got into real estate, yeah, uh, and then we'll go from there. Sure. So, um, grew up in a, a super humble family. Um, you know, the type of family where eating out for dinner was a luxury type dynamic. Um, but both my parents were just workers, you know, so that to me was familiar from a very, very young age, both mum and dad, you know, mum worked in, in what she did, dad worked, you know, hard in what he did. And, um, you know, for me, it was, I was, I was just coasting. I was like the guy at school who liked to chase the girls and hang out with the boys and, um, had no real plan or ambition for what my future looked like. I was the sort of guy who'd wake up on holidays, like two, three in the afternoon. My room was messy. Like this was, this was me growing up at school. And then I ended up finishing HSC, couldn't even tell you what I got, below fail. And I flew to London because a couple, couple of my mates and I wanted to travel, but my parents weren't bankrolling me like their parents were bankrolling them. So the exchange rate at the time was three to one and I'm like, I'm gonna go make the pound so I can then travel with these guys. Um, I end up having an interview with this one guy who like ran the nightclub celeb scene over there. He was like very, very high up. Don't even know how I... I can't remember how I swindled my way into to meeting him. And um, even though I didn't have, you know, any any kind of aspirations of what my future looked like, I always had a natural propensity to connect with people. Like I can talk, you know what I mean? I've got that tongue that can unravel and we can, we can go. And we just connected and he was like, look, I don't usually do this, but I want to offer you a full-time position, not a part-time position. I went to see him looking for bar work. He's like, I want you to run – the specific nights at these top end nightclubs that I manage. So I was like, cool, like what have I got to lose? Because then I could do my, I was, it was London based. I could do my, you know, Spain, I could do my Greece, I could do my Italy, but I didn't have to do it on a backpackers type budget. Started working with him, did that gig for about two years, learned a lot, like was exposed to a lot, met a lot of really good people, probably not too dissimilar to, you know, when you went to, to uni and it was yeah, Paris. I grew up in Paris. It's, I did high school and oh, I didn't really do uni. I went for about a, a week. <laughs> but it's good networking, right? <laughs> yeah, it was you amazing. Meet, you meet some very cool people. You get exposed to certain yeah. things and it just it broadens visions. And um, from there I was like I looked at some of these guys who were much, much older than me. I was the youngest in the company by a mile. I was like 18, 19. And I was like this nocturnal future lifestyle is not what I want. Um, let's, let's get serious. My whole life people have said you'd be great in real estate. I looked at it. And probably hopped into it for the wrong reasons. Just what I mentioned before. I was like, yeah, you know, you can get a, a nice suit and nice car. And there's potential to make an uncapped income without any tertiary education. And I was not going back to studying. Like life experience, observing are my lessons. Like I'm not a read a book type guy. I'm not a let a professor talk to me type guy. So came back, had an interview, was determined to be at a certain office because eventually I wanted to be selling the big houses. So I think the lesson is that in that 
Sorry, he's always have a plan, even from the beginning. People think, oh, I'll start and get a foot in here, which yeah, is acceptable, but you need to have a plan long-term of where you're going because every day if your actions map towards your ambitions, you're going to land, if not where you want to be, within range of where you want to be over time because that shit will compound. So started up as an assistant. I was just a, I just ate shit for years, like getting coffees, open for inspection packs. Um, I was a glorified telemarketer. Like my day comprised of a tiny room, yellow pages about this thick, a phone, and I'm just dialing for dollars. I'm just sitting there, but I'm hungry and I want it. And I know in time, if I do, you know, these sorts of behaviors and I stay focused, tunnel vision, I'm going to get there. So the agent I was working with at the time was in his fifties and he was kind of lazy. So like he'd, he'd have days off, he'd take a day off, go surfing, he'd take a day off, go golfing, he'd go on holidays a lot. And um, that gave me the ability to grab the reins because when I got on a hot lead, I wasn't waiting for him to get back from holiday. I'm like, I'll come see you now. And I would go to, to houses and, and would notice I was, you know, I was signing up three, $4 million properties on my own with no experience. Then I started selling them. And then I was like, fuck shit, I'm onto something here. I've never really been good at anything before. If I put everything into this, this could be something great. And um, I just never stopped since. And here we are. It's interesting because you were doing – I mean, would you say you're enjoying doing the uh, cold calling loved and that type it. of thing? Loved it. You, you loved, loved doing it. Loved it. I see, that's really interesting. Loved like, because it. it, it's really interesting because I was going to, uh, where I was going with that was sometimes you have to do the things you don't enjoy to get what you want. But you obviously just found something that you, you loved every aspect of real estate. Here's the thing I'm really not good at much. I'm really not good at much. I was good at cold calling. You know, I was good. Every aspect of real estate I found, I was good at. So I was like, shit, I'm not good. Like, I'm good at something. So naturally, I mean, as, as human beings, I think we like and enjoy, well, me anyway, the things we're good at doing. And um, it was just, and I know this may sound cliche, but it was just, it was just something that I truly wholeheartedly believe I was born to do, period. No, I, I can I can relate to it because- you know, you always look for what's the thing. Yeah, you, know, you can be good at things, but you're not the best at things. And when you find the thing that you feel that you can be the best at, yeah, that's when you really like you, you almost become yourself. Yeah, correct. You know, it gives you a 100%. path to be who you want to be in your head. You're, you're you're at point A in your head now. You're viewing yourself at point C or whatever point you're at in your head, and there's that deficit that you're not. You know, and then when you find that thing that gives, it's that vehicle that can get you to point C or to whatever point it is, it's like love. 100%. You know, when, when I started business, that was the, you know, I that, that was my thing too. It was just kind of like I well, feel you, good. well, you've changed a lot. I've, yeah, heaps. You've changed a lot since you found your passion, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when when Cub first started, I was 23. I didn't really know. How old are you now? 29. 30 in June. 29. Shit, what are we doing for the big 30th? I've got a big boat in Europe. I look forward to the <laughs> yeah. invite. What's that, July, August? It's, uh, my birthday's June 22nd, so it's either going to be the, the last week of June or the first week of July. I'm available either of those well, days. You're going to be in, just, you're gonna be in Europe anyway, yeah, won't you? but just make sure you <laughs> – There's plenty of room. <laughs> but um, um, what was that? It made me start thinking about my Europe trip. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, yeah, no, I was 23 and, and, and even when I started Cub – I wasn't mature enough yet yeah. to really give it my all. But when when I got to 25 really, kind of two years in, and my brain kind of matured and I realised that I actually love what I'm doing. I, it, it, I love business owners. 
and I'm good at speaking to them yep. and I understand them and, and I know and I empathize with their problems and, and I found that and I, I, was, I just felt good at serving them. Mm. And then you kind of get more mo- – you get more committed yeah. because you know, okay, I can do this. I yeah. can be the best at this. I can build the biggest one of this. I can yeah. – yeah. and that, that, that's, that, that's something everyone can do. And, and so you, you – you, anyway, you scaled in the real estate industry. You ended up getting uh, really successful. Before you had your own office and before the TV show and, and all that type of stuff, you were very, very successful. Every, people knew you. Uh, you built up that, that reputation. Mm. But – and you were at a, an office in Double Bay. Mm-hmm. But very quickly that came to an end. It was a bit of a, an abrupt stop. Mm-hmm. You had a, a, quite a – I don't know if you'd call it a life-changing change or, or career-changing move or whatever it was. It was, just, it was just a deal we couldn't get together. Like that's how I view it. You know, there was um, – there were ambitions on both sides – you know, with that office and, and myself to try and make something work at the time. And we just couldn't get it together. Um, there was just no alignment, which wouldn't have made for a good future. So, you know, luckily Ray White, which is the mother company, supported me. Um, you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't want me to go. They didn't want me to represent another brand. I didn't want to go. I like the Ray White brand, you know. And so I had, rep, you know, relationships in, in that brand. And I'm, over the last two years – you know, my relationships, particularly with Dan White, the White family, has become real close, you know, and um, now I value it even more. But things evolve and people evolve. They don't remain stagnant. And um, if you stay tuned over the next six months, you're going you're gonna to see some, um, some interesting evolution of, of the brand in, in general, which is exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. But when you left, what was that feeling? Was it fear? Was it uncertainty? Were you know, because I can imagine that being that, – that's a big change. Yeah, and yeah Especially yeah. you're going to go open your own office. Yeah. What, what were you feeling? Um, that's a good question. I, I probably got depressed after I, I had left. Um, I remember I, I had left and it was, it was, it was pretty abrupt. And um, from memory, yeah, my last month was May. I ended on a massive month just to say see you later. And then got into June and the deal I struck with Ray White whilst I was refitting out my current office, I had to work out of the office of another Ray White owner's business up the road. And there were like five of us. So um, that was interesting. I did that for about four weeks and then just said, again, same sort of thing. i got to unplug. i got to regenerate. Um, so I did that. I, I went, I left to Europe for four weeks, bought myself a little treat, you know, and just said, it was a good innings. When I come back, it's time to to double down and get to it, which is exactly what we did. And that's when you launched TRG. Yeah, yeah. But I spent my time kind of being a little bit up. You work at a place since you were 20. You know, as a, as a kid, wet behind the ears, you know, no, I knew nothing. There was no family knowledge that was put my way in relation to real estate. You know, there was no friends I had in the game. There was no... I literally came into it, knew nothing, and I'm like, I want to learn everything. That office was truly your support. Like you had grown at that office, no? Um, when I look at, when I look at, yeah, yeah, no, look, I had support there from from a couple of people for sure coming up. Then I got to a level, and I don't think it had the the structure to to continue to help could, me evolve. Couldn't contain the beast anymore. Well, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if it was that, but like I got to. 
whatever it was, you know, not that everything's based on numbers, but I was like 25 hitting numbers that the owners of that business had never hit before, you know, and it, it's, it's not, there were other ways in which they could have helped and created that structure. Uh, but again, that was good too, because it taught me what not to do with my business and the sort of structure to put in place to be able to ensure if someone starts to, you know, really climb to, to big heights, I know how to, to manage that and what value to provide. So it was yeah. It, no, no regrets and all, all great experience. Yeah, well, everything happens for a reason. Everything leads to the next thing. I, I, I truly always believe that. And it, it's always good to be grateful for each thing that happens, even negative ones, because 100%. they always they always act as fuel for the next positive. The best. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And what was the uh, what was the experience in switching from being an agent uh, at an agency to being a business person and an owner? At an agency. It's, it's chalk and cheese, but I think the more I learned about being a business owner, the better I became as an agent. So they go kind of hand in hand. It's like we talk about why I got into real estate and why I put everything into it because I was good at it. What I was also really, really attracted to and drawn to, this business teaches you things daily. It's like a whole new, you learn something. I learn something new every single day. If you have that mentality and mindset that I can apply that can help me in my practice because I correlate it to how I can get better as a real estate practitioner and or now how I can get better as a real estate owner and leader to the people I'm trying to help evolve. So um, it was just different. You know, a salesperson's mindset has to be extremely selfish. It's all about them. It's just them, you know, beating on the chest. I'm the one who makes the sales. It's all me, 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 me. But when you own, own an office and you're trying to help people get to certain levels and essentially give them the blueprint that worked for you, it's the, the leader, it's less about the leader and more about the people. Yeah, when, you, when you're the leader, you're actually the servant. You're, you're serving the others. You're trying to help them become the best of them so that you can grow because you, can't, you can only grow a certain amount by yourself individually. Yeah. You have a lot more. When you bring an army with you, you got a lot more uh, power. Yeah, well, we, we've spoken about this before. I mean, we've spoken about this before. The key to me is always the team. It's always been the team. As as a business owner, it's the people and it's the team that's going to help you get to where, where I want to go, the heights I want to climb to in this game. There's absolutely no way in hell I could do that solo. So um, – you know, and the better people you have around you, the better it is for you, the better you look. There's just so many benefits from it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm big on on helping people evolve. I'm heavily involved in every aspect of every one of my agents' practice. Like they've all got independent uh, pods. They've all got independent teams. You know, Kai's now got a team of three. So it's him plus three. Ollie's got a team of three, him plus three. You know, both these guys used to work as, as my junior agents and junior prospectors. Now they're both running teams of three. They'll both write 2 million plus this year in fees, you know? So it's, it's definitely motivating to know that, look, that, that was them doing the work, but I had like a little bit to do with that whole process. Cause I've helped them get people and I've showed them, this is what I did. This is what you need to do at this point in your business. Here's how you go. We goal set like this. This is what we need to chase. This is what you need to focus on. You know, it's. You're giving them the tools and, and I'm sh not just the tools and the mentorship, but what I see anyway from the outside and we like to talk about it, Cub is leading from the front. Have to. You're also the, the best example and inspiration for the others. And, and there's one thing no one can dispute about you other than it, one thing in addition to the fact that you work hard and are great at real estate is that you've got a very strong long-term, so you, you've got a solid team yeah, and your team does well. yeah, And 
that's very important. That 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 is that's probably the most important part of business, in my opinion, in general. Mine too. Mine is too. you focus on your team because your team then focuses on the customers, and so if you're not focusing on your team, they're not going to focus on their customers. It's got to flow down. It's a it's a waterfall in that sense. And I focus on the customers too. Don't get me wrong. So they're my they're my priority. But if I was just relaxing or taking these breaks that I just had constantly and not showing up, you know, these guys would think, well what the fuck's going on here? You've got to lead from the front every single day. And I'm not telling these guys to do things that not only I haven't done before, but I do every single day, you know? What do you think dictates the culture at TRG? So what do you think, it could be something you do that dictates it, there could be systems in place or, you know, how would you describe the culture and and, and how, what creates it? It's a good question. I mean, the culture there is um, electric. It's um, – I was at a wedding on the weekend and there was this this girl who – we're not really friends or anything like that, but we got some mutual friends and she she follows the brand and the business and she puts me aside and she goes, tell me honestly. She's like, is it really as fun as it looks in your office? You know, is it is it really that fun? And I'm like, seriously, it's better. Like everyone in there particularly right now, we've got about 30 people now. Um, I just have so much – I just I, – I care about them, right? And it's mutual. They care about everyone there. Everyone is aligned in terms of the vision that we're chasing and we're just – we're infancy stage, right? We opened the doors two and a half years ago. I believe it takes 10 years for any business to really establish themselves, you know, adequately. So um, everyone just wants to – I think we're all unified by progression, and that's, that's led – like I've been obsessed with that word since day one. So for me it's always been about like, you know, being better today than yesterday and being better next month than this month, making sure that this year we're doing better than last year. It doesn't have to be 50% or 80%. Just, just so long as there's progress on it. And I think everyone there wants to progress. Everyone wants to do better. Um, and it's, we're learning to be patient with it. And see how clear that is, even the way you said that, you know, unified by progression – and you know, if you're um, recruiting and marketing to potential uh, new staff and whatnot, and you're you're saying, "Hey, we're unified by progression. We we're people who want to get better yeah. and do better in life." Yeah. And people that relate to that are going to want to join that. And people who want to do better in life work harder than people who don't. And and, so, and some people won't want to join. That's not that's not for everybody. Of course you know not, because not everyone. Of course not. And, and there's 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 all different types of people in the in this world. The key for a company in building an ideal team is finding the people that best suit that company's culture. Yeah. And often there's uh, often there's um, a, a common like purpose. Pe- like for example, as is probably pretty similar to yours is that in that as is. Ambition and entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know, we're ambitious and we love business think and that's big, what we're doing. Big. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And But, but um, unified by progression, you, know, you can definitely use that to find others who are interested in coming together with a close-knit team who want to progress in life. 100%. You know, and you're giving them, as the business, this is why I love business so much, <laughs> you're giving them the tool to progress. It's the vehicle. Yeah, 100%. You know, you've built this thing. Which others can building, now building? We're building. Building, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's big. You you continuously. It, you might. Be, you're on the first iPhone. It's not the iPhone 11 yet. Correct. Yeah, but the mother. It still works. You still call people. There's photos. I like that. I'm going to use that. Yeah, the camera's two megapixel, but <laughs> you know you can still zoom a bit. So, so, but you've, it's it's built. But others can then use that, 
and they can use it to progress. Yeah. It's really special. Only business, not only business, I'm just a bit biased, but business is such a beautiful thing uh, in that sense. And, and on your team, it's very fast growth, by the way, 30 plus people in, in two years, but but you've also got some close friends that work with you. We don't, you- we don't have space. Like the current, the current office I built, my brother yesterday had to go home because he didn't have a seat. Like he's been working out of the boardroom for like six months. I haven't had the ability to be able to recruit because the office is not built. And this is why we're we're on this path to create more space so I can start to even recruit again because I haven't been doing that, right? But um, well, space if, is everything. If you ever need some spare space or if your brother needs to hide away from the team, just tell him to pop to – we can go to the Potts Point Clubhouse, but tell him to go check out the city. It's very much your style. It's on top of the Louis Vuitton store. Yeah, right. And it, there's beautiful rooms in there with great views. It's, My brother's it's hilarious. A, he doesn't it. give a fuck about any of that stuff. He's, <laughs> he's another breed of human. You've never met a human being like him, and there's no way I'd be able to do this without him. He's the guy. Yeah, well, tell me, tell me about that then because I was just about to say you work with some – some of your closest friends, you've got your brother in the business. Yeah. How do you manage um, friendship from professionalism? Friendship and family from professionalism? Because, it, I mean, I'm friends with all my team as well and it is a blurry line. It's a, it's a balance. And um, at this wedding I was at, Kai was sitting next to me, Kai Thomas, who is like one of my closest friends, right? So is Ollie. They're both really tight. Um Everyone has become actually good friends. We all, all of us went to the Catalal in December, all the, all the Zach, Pat, Cosgrove. So we, we, we have a good time. But um, the other question this girl asked was like, how do you manage this? Like you and him are so tight, but you've worked together for so long and his business has gone from here to here. And I just have this switch. It's like when it's time to work, it's time to work. When we're outside, we can have fun. But this is priority this is, I take this very seriously. This is not a fucking joke to me. This is what I have, you know? So ultimately you have to take that seriously. And him and I got in blues about it. Shani, my best friend, when she first started, we were best friends for like five years before she came on as operations manager. She's now even a, a manager for the whole office. She's, she adds enormous value. And the first year with her and I, there were rumbles in the jungle. Like she was We'd have blues and she'd be crying, you know, at the end of it. Like I'd be upset. It would get to me because obviously I care about her. But um, our relationship has just just grown so much. And I've sat down and communicated with her. Look, there's friend Gav and there's business Gav. And these are the standards I expect you to uphold. And this is what's important to me. And now she's she's picked it up so quickly because she's very intelligent. But we're, we're just – we have great and phenomenal synergy. It takes time. You know, it takes time. Yeah, there's a benefit to having people there. Trust and loyalty. Yeah. yeah. And, and so you're not scared. You're not yeah. scared. You, you're not worried about them doing wrong by you because you trust them. But also at the same time, I mean, I've got that with a lot of the team. It's Some of the team I've known for long. I mean, Anthony, I knew in primary school. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's been on with it, you a couple of years now, right? No, Three Anthony's years. been – no, no, Anthony's been six years. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, okay. Laura uh, – Laura's been a long been like time. Laura's an OG. Or something like that. She yeah. makes you look good. Man. Yeah, but so but the ones with the um, yeah, she does make me look good because <laughs> every time I say dumb shit on this podcast, she edits she it out. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, but my point point I'm getting to is the ones you're f- more friends with that you're closer with. Yeah. Often you bloom more with because you're you you sometimes you forget yeah. that you're professional and so you'll speak to them as you 
get angry as, at a friend in the same way you get angry as a friend. For sure. And then they do it back. And, it, and then it hurts. if other people see it though, it looks so wrong yeah. because you can't be speaking to someone like that. They nah. can't be speaking to you like that and no you can't expect other shit. people. Yeah, it's a very – No one sees that It's shit. a very um, – it's, it's a hard It's hard thing. to balance. My brother and I never fight ever. Like we made a deal before we got into this, before we got into bed together. I knew going into it like his skill set – is just something that I I don't have. And in order for this to work, getting him was not negotiable. That was the piece I knew that had to be in place in order for this to work. And, you know, we made a couple of rules and guidelines before we got into it. And we've had a couple of disagreements, which is natural, but we've never had a, a proper blue. I think if anything, our relationship is just gotten better and better and better. I've never even, I've never even logged into the business account ever. He's, the, he's, he's saved in my phone as Money Penny. This guy and how he manages money and his relationship with it and how organized and precise and accurate and disciplined, he's just on a whole nother level. <laughs> Healthier than yours. <laughs> oh, you've never. You, you, this guy's a freak and he's, he's the sort of guy who just doesn't give a shit. Like he doesn't care. He's not driven by – he wants to be fit. He wants to be mentally stimulated. Like he's doing all of this. He's doing five or six people's role – whilst he's studying and getting his second or third master's. I don't even know what the fuck in. But he's just a freak of nature. And he'll sit there on a Sunday, which is one of his only days off, just so he can get ahead of his uni. Like he's just different. And tell me, what's your opinion on um, people who who want to do better? You know, particularly in the – it could be the real estate in- industry or not so. People who want more, you know, what, what are some of the simple things that you've learned that you can easily do to get more? Maybe even on in mindset. You know, what's your mindset? My mindset has always been genuine belief in in me. You know, and that's come from like years and years of making deals with myself and not breaking those deals. So, I'll give you an example. Right, had a great couple of weeks away. We were drinking every day. You know, we were enjoying ourselves. I had a break in a long time coming back to work, time to get serious. It's time to get back to that place of sacrifice, if you like. So I won't have a sip of alcohol between now and April. We're in Feb, that's whatever, 10, 11, 12 weeks. And I love to drink. Like I'm sitting in this wedding on the weekend. My friends are having a good time. They're drinking and I, I'm dying to get pissed. I'm dying to have a margarita that's gone past me. I kept looking at it like a pretty girl. It was, it was tough, but there's a part of me that knows even one sip – or, you know, my friend saying to me, just break it one night. That's a deal I break with myself. And that's not something, you know, that's going to serve me well because during the week when I'm pitching for business and I know I'm sacrificing the things I like, I almost build up this, um, what, what, what can I say, this, this entitlement. Not that I'm entitled, but I start to feel like I deserve to win this business because these other guys, they don't have this level of discipline. And it's little deals like that. That's just one example of like, hundreds over the course of the last decade that I've always made with myself that I have always freaking honored. And for me, that's where the mentality and mindset comes into play. Yeah, It's almost like you're giving yourself a bit of a mental edge. You know, it's kind of like when Floyd Mayweather says that he, he trains at like 2 a.m. in the morning yeah, because yeah. it gives him a mental edge just knowing everyone yeah. else is sleeping. I mean, similar thing to that. But I wish I was Floyd. I wish I also had his bank account and I was as fit as him and I was as skilled as him. But it's kind of like, a, you know, it's, it's, it's that sort of con- – it deals with yourself. Little, I remember like I was 26 or 27 and I was like, by the time I, I turned 30, I want to buy myself a Ferrari. You know, 7th of November, 
on my 30th birthday. I pre-ordered it six months in advance, walked in there. You know, I don't usually talk about this stuff, but that wasn't for any reason in terms of appeasing or pleasing people. Like no one would have even known that. I, I didn't even put it anywhere. But for me, it was like, that was a deal I made with myself. I brought it home. And, and to continually do that over time builds very strong mentality. No, I agree. And what's the deal you've made with yourself regarding TRG? Hmm. Where are you going? So the deal is um, Rose Bay and Wallara need to be full. The deal is we've got to have our groove. We've really got to we've got to be in a space of knowing how everything works. No surprises. We've got to have the structure in place. We've got to have the people in place. We've got to we've got to have that really really solid. And it's hard to do that after two and a half. No, years. it takes five seven years. Most companies, a minimum five years. Five years would be your absolutely. You, you've killed it. You've got the best mentors, Correct. and you've it's it's seven. My old man actually always used to say. Your company's not a company until it's seven seven years old. At seven, you start learning, okay, this is how it works. It starts becoming real. And I like you said at the start of the episode, ten years, I think. Is, you need, you need, yeah. you need that to run it. So once we do that, once we're there, um, I've definitely got an idea of the next step. But you know, like I said before, I'm pace. One step at a time. One step at a time. I agree. Get get do the first take the first step. Once I've taken the first step, I know what the second step looks like, but I want to do that first step before I put any energy into the second step because I don't want to. I don't want to stumble, and that's something that my brother has actually helped me with over the last couple of years. He's like, "You, your ambition is like here," and look, he's extra conservative, so he balances me. But he, you know, he's just got to pace a little bit. And the older you get to, I think you learn to develop a sense of patience that um, I just didn't have as as a salesperson and. Two and a half, three years ago, yeah. Your brother's name's Jared? Jared, yeah. Is he your older brother, younger Four brother? Four years older. Oh, so he's your older brother. So he's the voice of reason. He brings you- He's the voice of reason in certain avenues. The best thing about us is mutual respect. He respects my skill set for what it is, never questions it. And I respect his skill set for what it is, and I never question it. And I think that's what makes for, for such a great dynamic. And with the brand, the TRG- so there's uh, the Rubenstein Group. There's a lot of real estate companies, right? There's a lot of agencies. Yeah. How do you think in your head, where do you position yourself in the market of real estate agencies? You know, what do you want to be known for or as to, to kind of, I guess, differentiate? Yeah. Luxury real estate brand. You know, give me luxury boutique markets across Australia. Maybe that's step two. You yeah. never know. Um that's where I've always positioned myself. That's what I'm passionate about. You know, some of these guys out in, in certain suburbs selling, you know, six, $700,000 properties will write more calm than me, but I'm passionate about what I'm selling. You give me a luxe property, you give me a high-end piece of real estate, like I'm looking around at the finish here, you know, and how I would market this place and the enjoyment and passion I would get from putting together collateral for this just to me is it's as important as the money, right? So that's where we want to position ourselves. Um, I don't want a McDonald's brand where there's 300 offices worldwide. We want to cater to the top end markets. We want luxe real estate. And I want us to be known for our customer service, the guys who, you know, provide the stuff that the others don't. And they just take it that one step further. They care just that that little bit more. And well, I mean, all those things fall in line. I agree. So if you want a nice house, TRG. 100%. You know, you, ma- you just made some property. money, you did really well, 
call Gavin. You know, that's that's mm. the link mm. that you want mm. in people's heads. Mm. And and I mean, <clears throat> the strengths. I mean, you're basically saying the strengths of your company as well of your team, which are you can market the shit out of a property. Not just can you guys do it, but you love doing it. Love doing it. And that comes in line with luxury property. If you've got a luxury property, it's expensive. Well, it needs to be marketed in the same with the price to match the price tag that it's going for. And if you're dealing with people that are buying these properties or selling these properties, oh, you should both. Well, customer service, everything, everything. Too many agents get to a level and they lose sight of like my vendors, the people who I represent, they're my boss. Yeah, they're the boss. And certain agents get to a certain point of their career and, and the ego takes over and they're like, well. You know, I'm the man. You you as an agent aren't shit. The vendor that you're representing who gives you the opportunity to sell their house is everything. Because let me let you in on a little secret. No listing, no sale. Yeah. You yeah. know? So, and I think people Top lose- funnel. People lose sight of that. Like I'm obsessed with providing that level of service to, to these guys and, and enjoy doing it. That's why I said- earlier on in the podcast, whenever I'm experiencing service, like good service to me hits me in spots that like it's on the same level as like good sex. You know, I'm sick. Like if I get good service in any sort of environment, whether it's a hotel or a restaurant, I'm like I'm in the best mood ever because not only do I enjoy that experience because I come from that space, I'm in customer service. But what can I learn from this, you know? No, I fully agree. Good service is – is uh, we had a meeting about it last week. People want to feel good. Yeah, people love to feel special and ah. welcome. When you make someone feel, even when someone says your name, like you know when you go to your regular cafe or your regular restaurant, everything. And say Daniel, nice to see you. Would you everything. like everything? Yeah, it makes you it's feel good. Every, yeah. it, it is. It's the tr- feeling you remember. It is trick one on one of sales. Everyone wants to feel good, and the smallest little act of just remembering a name will make all of the difference. All of the difference. Yeah. So, so the Rubenstein Group. Experts in luxury real estate, with uh, with um, with a, a passion and skill towards brilliant marketing and excellent customer service. That's that's the package. Amen. Yeah, how beautiful is that? <laughs> See the fact that you know it so well. Like obviously, this conversation is not prepared. We're just speaking. No, no, no. Which means that if you can spit these things out with such clarity to the point where I can even understand it and write it down a little pyramid, like I've got on my page here. Like you, you know where your brand is. Yeah, you know different. where it's going. You know the strengths you need to get there. And that's what other companies, other business owners, other agents even, that's what you need to understand. It's what, what does my brand stand for? Who am I serving? And what are the strengths I need? What are the competencies I need as a, as a, as a business in order to achieve, to be the best at that, at that purpose. For sure. And you guys have just got that nailed. It's actually beautiful for me to hear. That, that for me is like sex to hear. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just business. You know, it's just a strong understanding of business. It's well, beautiful. We've, um, outside of real estate trainers that we get in, like in a couple of weeks, we've got a conference with the office and the manager of the Beverly Hills Hotel, which over the years has become a very good friend of mine. They're known for their level of service. The service there is just on another stratosphere. Okay, so we've got him on the webcam. I'm doing a Q&A with him so people can learn. Two weeks after that, we've got the top salesman for Tom Ford who works out of Rodeo in Beverly Hills, who, again, has been a guy I've worked with over the course of the last, not worked with, but I've been a client yeah. of <laughs> for, the last five, for the last five, six years. But his, the things he does and how he does it. So I've got a Q&A with him in front of the team. So um, that's definitely in line with what we're trying to do. Yeah, and basically what you're doing is saying, okay, all the people that have made me feel super special, yep. I'm going to get them 
them to teach the team how they make people feel super special. It's everything. Genius. What's your recruitment process? So I know a lot of people banging on your door at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Right, and they're, they're, they're oh, I want to work here. I, yeah. want, I, I, I'm, I want to be unified by progression. Yeah. I want to do well in life. Yeah. Let me work there. Well, I can't, I can't help. It's up to the individual if they want to do well in life. I can show them how to do it, but it's up to them if they want it. And few people want it. And so the recruitment process is everything we've discussed. It's, it's how I've built my brand from the beginning. It's how I've marketed myself since day one. It's the Amazon show. It's the podcast. It's my content. It's real estate diaries, you know, that X media shout out to the best content creators in the game who are here today. Um, you know, it's, it's all of these facets that is work. This is work I've been doing for a long period of time and continue to do. That's my recruitment process. And so as a result of that, recruitment becomes attraction-based. I have people jumping in LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, email, daily. Not a day goes by. I'm not saying they're all qualified, ready to roll, and people I would hire, right? But there's not a day go by, not a day goes by without multiple people. People come to my office all the time, drop me. One guy who works with me at the moment, right? He was the top sales associate. So sales associate is below agent in terms of their lead generators over the course of the last six months of the fin year last year. He generated like $450,000 in terms of commission. Never worked in real estate before ever. The guy would send fruit baskets this big to my office, right? And say, dear Gavin, I'd love to just even sit down with you. He would have done it five or six freaking times Literally delivered to, before I said, look, let's sit down and have a chat. We had a chat. He's like six foot four. He comes from, you know, out in the country, just such a well-mannered kid. And he's absolutely flying. So the recruitment process is all of those pillars. Now it's attraction. Now people come to me, which is also value to the agents in my office because when we're building their team, you know, I need an EA. Great. Here's eight candidates to choose from. You know what I mean? That's powerful. Meet, meet them. You know, and, and we have been instrumental in helping these guys build their team. That's powerful because, yeah. because the hardest thing for any business to do is to find the right people. And you are, you're, you're so right. You're in that, you're at that point now where people are really, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the show as well, sure. showcasing yep, you, yep. but it's worked so well that they're, they're coming to you and therefore your team, when they grow, you can hand them to them. And that's, that's extremely powerful, but it reminds me of, um, uh, have you ever watched the Michael Jordan documentary on Netflix? My favorite. In that documentary. I'm, an, I'm on episode two right now. It's probably like the 80th time I've watched yeah, it. Same. <laughs> every time I watch it, I'm just, every time no, I need I'm, energy, I watch Yeah, that. it's a motivator. But, oh, massive. But you know what? Everyone that like believes in their heart that they're a winner in life, yeah. that watched that show, yeah, even if they changer. knew nothing about Michael Jordan, they were like, oh my God, I just relate to him so much. <laughs> yeah. Everyone I spoke to when that show came, I was like, yeah. I just relate to him so he's much. The best. He's actually the, you know what that guy's, when you think of him, it's just win. Win. Winner. That's Win. his work. Win. Like he, he's a so that's Win. how he's positioned yeah, yeah. in Win. the world. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what was I saying about him? Yeah, in in that um series, he said, My basketball was uh was uh what brought everything else. If I, yeah, yeah. That's what brought the yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Nike yeah. shoes, the endorsements. Yeah. yeah. So it, true. Yeah, he just said, I just focused on being the best at what I of at basketball, yeah. being the best person at basketball. And that is what brought everything else. If I was only, you know, yeah. fucking scoring two two uh, hoops a game and doing nothing None and blah, blah, blah. None of this shit would happen, no, 100%. No. Yeah. And, I mean, that's it, you could kind of relate the two mm, in the mm. sense that, well, you were just great at real estate. That then brought the TV show. Yep. That, that then brought the people 
the the the, the people that are wanting to work with the team. Yeah, and you know you could relate those two things pretty well. Hundred percent. Look, you got to there's there's a part of it where you got to go out and get it. You know what I mean? Some of these guys, I mean, particular. Particularly Ollie, you know, I had to go out and get him. I had to, I, and even now, I'm going out. I'm approaching key people, you know, with the future in mind. You got to. There's part of it you got to go out and get, but a big piece of it now, because of like I said, what I've done and what I'm doing is it's coming. And how did you get the first one? So before you were, uh, before you, you had, I guess, proven yourself in the field, because you've had, you Ollie, Ollie and Kai were were they the two first or they were very early? The first was Jerome who now uh, is a partner of mine in our property management yep. business. Yeah. Okay. The best. Um, and he, he's, he's just flying in that space. He's doing so good. And, you know, we worked together 10 years. I was like, all right, time to be partners. And so you got Ollie, Kai and Jerome. They, they were, were they your first pillars of the they team? They were my first pillars with Remy who's now just had a baby. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for her, but it's hurting. But how <laughs> was it different to get them as opposed to now? Cause now, People come to you back then. They might not have been coming to you. You, you, you I mean, right now people can see the dream. Yeah. Back then, you had to sell the dream. Yeah. You know, was that what it was like, or how did you, how did I, you get them in? This, this. Some people are not going to believe this. Like I've never sold a day in my life. It's always been authentically delivered around what was my genuine aspiration or aspirations, and um, I've been told the passion that comes off of where I want to go and I'm so far away from that is um, it's just, it's in your face and it's something that, you know, these guys wanted and want to hopefully continue to be a part of, you know, and um, it's ensuring they win. They got to win too. Like if just one person was, if it was just me winning, this would make, this deal would make no sense. But so you're saying you shared your vision with them. Like you, you shared, you, you basically Lead shared your passion. Lead from the front. This is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. We're about to go on a, a long ride. Yeah. It's going to be hard work, but shit, it's going to be fun. Come, yeah. come with me. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully, because they're all such high caliber good people, you know, they all wanted to come. And it, the best is really yet to come in terms of what we have planned, what we're going to do. Um, so I think everyone's pretty excited. No, I agree. But, but the point I wanted to get was before it's there, so before – you know, before Cub has thousands of members, you got to get the first. You got to believe. Yeah, and you got to tell you the first ten believe. that there's going to be more. You Do you know what believe. I mean? Like, and and that's what you know. That's what I was. The point I was getting to with you is, okay, yeah. Now there's a TV show, hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars of property sold, or, or probably more. You can correct me. And um, and um, uh, and a huge team, two offices. Everything's happening. Not a huge team. So it's a. It's well, a team. In two years, you got thirty people. Yeah. Trust me, it's going to be huge. We're on track. We're but, on track. But um, before all that, you ha- I'm sure you sat down with them and explained to them the vision. And I guess that gets back to why having a vision for your company is so important or a vision for yourself, you know, because you're able to then share the vision and 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 then people can buy into, buy into that vision. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I just did a podcast with Remy because she's had a kid, like I said. I, I listened to it. She's my, she my girl. Yeah. Like that girl's just – she's like – Wow, insane. And I always knew how incredible she was. I obviously appreciated her through the years. But now not having her there, even if it was po- possible, has made me appreciate her even more. And I was like, why? You got out of the fashion industry. You just took a leap of faith. You had no real estate experience. And you just jumped in this game with me. Why did you do that? She was just like, there was something about what you said that I resonated with and I wanted to be a part of it. And I was like, well, good on you, you know. Um, and lucky I, 
I got there and, and yeah. you know, lived up to the expectations. So I think you've got to have that element of belief because today the problem is too many people just want to go bang CEO. Too many people just want to go bang, I'm the best. Too many people want to take a photo, a video, put it up on Instagram and say, look at me, look how incredible I am versus like actually the process that creates that. And I think um, people need to realign. Yeah, and but I think the a, a really good point you just made was that it's not just about the person sharing the vision because anyone can talk shit about a vision, but when you're sharing it with someone, they need to genuinely believe that you're also capable of accomplishing it. A lot because of shit if, talkers out yeah, there. Yeah, because man. if they believe that, then they're like, okay, well, I love that vision, and I I back Gavin. Yeah, you know, I think he's going to achieve that. I want to be along for that, and I want to I want to help do that. Yeah. And that's that's key. So it's it's not just talking shit with a vision. Yeah. It's having some you know proof, some proof in the pudding. Execute, that, uh, baby, execute. Got that's execute. it. Yeah. And proof of past execution. Um, awesome, man. Well, we have to wrap up. But what I did want to do to finish was maybe ask you one question, which was, uh, what are um, some daily habits or keys to success that you could share with with people? Things that you do that help you perform at the highest level? You look, I think um, success is an interesting word. Like what is success? I think it's different to everybody, but it's an individual thing, right? But for me, what I find works is, like I said, and covered off deals with myself and not no matter what, not not making any exceptions on that. If I, if I make a deal with myself, honoring that deal, a deal's a deal. It's like a signed contract with a 66W and a check. There's no fucking getting out of it. Um, I start my morning really early, you know, four, five, I'm up. I like to go to bed early. Um, the regular breaks, it's it's pretty much a, a summary of everything we spoke about in this conversation. If I don't have regular breaks at the end of a manic cycle, I'm going to overload and my performance is not going to be optimal versus when I've had an adequate break and a rest and I'm recharged, I'm coming back ready and I'm performing at a very, very high and precise level. So, you know, it's all of these little things I do. Focus on what you freaking like. You know, life is too short to like, I don't do, you You know, everybody who knows me understands and will confirm that if I don't like something, I'm not going to do it. I'm not fake. I'm not, I'm not going to represent someone, even if it's to sell a property, if they fucking, if they're not respectful, if we're not aligned, if we're not, you know, like all of these little things I find I stick to energy management, time management, good people around you, team. Yeah. People you trust is what you've done. Everything we've spoken about is kind of a, a peak in yeah, And you know how, what's crazy you're you're so authentic that all these things you basically just summarize the podcast episode yeah. because they, those are the things that you you do. It's it's really crazy. Anyway, we do have to wrap up, but but uh, I want to thank you for thank you. I appreciate coming your on time. today, thank man. The opportunity. No, thank you. It, it was awesome, and what you're doing is just it's just incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm no that doubt that TRG is going to be the leader in luxury re, luxury real estate in Australia and. And uh, no, I'm, I'm super excited to, to to keep watching the journey. I look forward to uh, the 30th on the yacht. Trust me, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you should be. But uh, to our listeners, um, if you want to uh, find out more uh, about Mr. Gavin here and check out TRG and all other sorts of cool things, go to www.cub.club forward slash podcast and you'll find a bunch of stuff there. If you want to catch up with Cub on social media, go to at Club United Business uh, and you'll find a pretty wicked Instagram page there. Thank you again. Appreciate you, too. Boom. Hope you enjoyed the show.